Buckle up your pant legs and zip up your hats. It's time for Sounds About Light, a podcast about Kingdom Hearts' re-chain of memories. I'm Sam. I'm Drew. We've watched Riku's story. We watched the whole thing in one go, because why not? <laughs> because there's no uh, Disney World to slow it down. No, it's all all plot, baby. <laughs> and what a plot it is. What, what did you think of it? Um... Oh, I'm sorry. I just got distracted because I, I think I smell something. <laughs> oh, is it is it the putrid smell of rank dark darkness that's dark? You know what? I think it might be the putrid smell of rank darkness. <laughs> you know, you play Kingdom Hearts for so long and you think you've seen it all in terms of the sheer quantity of times that they can say the word darkness. Then you play Riku's story of Chain of Memories and it turns out you ain't seen nothing yet. Question for you. Is mm-hmm. darkness being stinky a thing that you remembered about this series? That I remembered? Uh, oh, about the series? Yeah. <laughs> no, about Riku's story and Chain of Memories? Yes. Okay. Will it ever come up again? No! That's fucked up. At least I don't think it does. It's plot critical in this game. Not only is it plot critical, I forgot... Riku's not the only one who talks about smelling that darkness. No, some people are so good at smelling it, they can tell when someone died. (laughs) Well, I could probably do that, too, if I was close enough. Yeah, fair. Not only that, though, characters who don't do it, Riku talks about it, and they're like, ah, that makes sense. Yep. Riku's like, yeah, I was sniffing you, and Namine's like, "Uh uh-huh, and? (laughs) Yeah. I literally, uh, because I was... To make sure I was understanding this correctly, I was reading the uh, the Ultimania beautiful hardback book summary of mm-hmm. uh, Riku's story, and I was like, "Is it going to explain like using his new fat?" Fa- no, like not only does it not address that he can do this now, it doesn't even talk about him smelling people. It's just like Riku senses the darkness, Zexion senses riku like they're embarrassed to talk about the smell it's well it's a it's a pretty bad smell they don't <laughs> it, it I, w- I would be embarrassed to talk about the smell too uh but stench aside i do really like riku's story in this yeah it's like um i think a lot better than <laughs> sora's story in this <laughs> i like sora's story riku's is it's just a lot tighter yeah I, it's, it's an it's an interesting counterpoint, though, to Sora's story of, like, knowingly embracing lies because it makes him happier versus Riku, like, sort of facing his his uh, internal struggles head on and just be- being being willing to accept difficult things about himself. It's It's an interesting, especially since Sora is, like... Our good boy. Mm-hmm. Sora, Sora kind of fucks up in this game. Yeah, yeah. Sora, Sora being so committed to one way of doing things gets in the way where Riku is like, yeah, is able to have self reflection and think about the things happening to him. Yeah, it's it's like the they they took that first game of being like, light is good, light is good, light is good, light is nice. It's nice to be nice, and then they were like, okay, but let's explore ways that that being light and being nice and and like a- approaching everything from the lens of like how can i be the best friend 
might actually be sort of toxic. It's it's very interesting as a sequel slash Game Boy spinoff for children. <laughs> <laughs> slash replacement game, kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. One whatever whatever you think about Kingdom Hearts and the plot and the writing, it it makes you it gives you interesting stuff to chew on, for sure. Yeah, I I, I would agree with that. Speaking of chewing on things, did you want to uh, do our new segment right now, or did you want to do it later? (laughs) Oh, I guess we could do the new segment right now, sure. Uh, I brainstormed names for it. Okay. Uh, Here we go. Uh, Tony Try Guys. That one sucks. Mm -hmm. Press Your Duck, or Press Your Donald Luck. Okay. Um... Cover the Duck? Oh, like Duck and Cover. That's what I was thinking when I wrote that. Uh... My favorite, because it's the worst one, is Anselmo, Seeker of Duckness. That's pretty good. Um, what about, um, Duck, Duck, No. I just thought of that now. <laughs> I I did do a rhyme zone of, of Goose. Uh, the best one I could find was Duck, Duck, Transduce, and that's not good. Uh, which mm-hmm. goes to show what a fruitless line of thought that was. <laughs> I'm glad that you did that because I was thinking that's what I was thinking about desperately over here. So I'm glad that you <laughs> went down the same path. I also wrote down "become as ducks," which is nothing. <laughs> oh, that's perfect, though. I think that's that that sounds very Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> it's actually near Automata. Oh but... <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, this is the segment where we try to do a Donald Duck voice. Yeah, and Sam and I interpreted this differently. Um. <laughs> yeah you suggested it after last week's recording and i thought i knew what you meant no i i uh i was thinking that each week we would take one shot at doing a donald duck impression um and i thought you meant well i thought you meant that but i also thought that you meant that i should be practicing every day <laughs> no no i just think you practice once per week on the show until you could do it um well, let me tell you from my experience practicing over the past week, uh, that ain't gonna cut it. Okay, well, well... It's fucking hard. Okay, well, maybe we'll get back to it then. Um, well, uh, maybe I will uh, go practice between the next episode and this one. Well, who should go first? Well, why don't you show us how it's done, because you've been practicing. Oh, God, I can't... I'm, I'm not good at... It. Should we just... Should we just do a classic Donald Duck, oh boy? Sure. Okay. Okay. Here I have to I have to sort of I have to rev up. <laughs> I mean, okay, here we go. Oh, oh, it hurts my soul. Wow. Oh boy. That's pretty good. It's something. So I'm it's not to, nothing. I'm supposed to force my tongue against the top of my mouth, right? See, that's what everyone told me, mm-hmm. and I tried it, and I couldn't get anything to happen with that. I like you know everyone's mouth is different is what I is one of the things that I kept seeing. Hmm. Do you want me to tell you what I have been told? Yeah. Okay. What you're gonna do from my experience is push your tongue like to the side of your mouth, whichever side uh-huh. feels right okay. when I tell you to do that. Okay. And the trick that I heard, okay, and I I was gonna cut this, but this could be useful for anyone studying how to be a Donald Duck voice mm-hmm. <laughs> actor, is make like a K sound, like a. K- Okay. And then ima- like tilt your head in the direction that you've moved your tongue uh-huh. and imagine that k- 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 sliding that way so you go k- 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 Okay. K- 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 yeah, I got it. All right. And then you you basically want to push air 
through between your tongue and the side of your mouth in that same way. Oh. <laughs> it's it's I'm not good at it yet. Well that was I don't know if you heard it. I tried it. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> nope. Okay. Cockadoodle-doo. Cockadoodle-doo, I did it. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I'm going to practice, and we'll, we'll, we'll keep doing it until we can do it. Yeah, another another thing, another note that I will give you, and people kept saying this, and I was like, there's no way that's true, but it is completely true. It is unvoiced. There should be nothing happening in your throat. It's all in your mouth. Oh, really? Just all in your mouth? Ma- okay. Yeah, if, you're, if your vocal cords are vibrating, don't come a-knockin' because you fucked up. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, that's... That's the segment for this week. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Wish us luck. Yeah, we'll have a wish name for duck. it, too. Ooh, Th- wish us duck. Wish us duck. That's perfect. Now you got a name for it. <laughs> uh, I have a I have a note, uh, uh, an annotation to slap onto last week's episode. I don't know if this is something we were supposed to understand from the story, or if this is something we were supposed to learn elsewhere. So maybe this is spoilers, but I learned what Marluxia's plan was. Okay. I thought I knew, but I was wrong. Well, I mean, okay. We we knew what Marluxia's plan was. We didn't know what Marluxia was doing a mutiny of. So the organization's official goal here, besides just doing their, like, memory research that I mentioned, was that they wanted to trick Sora into running through the castle so that Naminé could take his memories and they could put them into a replica, like Repliku, and then the organization would have basically a Keyblade wielder puppet that they could manipulate. They, they could wield a Keyblade, I guess, that they that was the idea? Right. So in the way that Repliku is a fake Riku who's got a, a Riku sword, this would be a fake Sora who has an actual Keyblade. Oh, for weird. reasons that we will learn why they want that. It seemed okay cuz I had interpreted it from the from watching it they were just trying to like fuck up his brain so bad they could control him. Well, that's what Marluxia's betrayal was. That was Marluxia going, "Forget Vexen's replica thing that we're supposed to be doing. I'm just going to make Sora my own puppet by manipulating him in a way that we weren't actually planning on doing." And then I've got a little Sora in my pocket. Oh, okay. Okay. And then he was going to betray the organization. So that's what the hell was going on there. Got it. And now we know. Riku wakes up in a smoky gray void between light and darkness. And we hear a deep voice that isn't Ansem, but it is Ansem. <laughs> yeah. Because they they didn't get Billy Zane back. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is definitely somebody else. They, they're doing great, though. I like I like the voice. Yes, this is Richard Epcar, who who uh, he's he's going to be around for the rest of the series, and uh, he voices a few characters, and he's really good. But uh, yeah, this this Ansem voice basically tells Riku like, "Hey, don't wake up, just just enjoy this delightful nap." Mm-hmm. But Riku's like, "No, where's Mickey? Where's my where's my good boy? Where's my my <laughs> my liege?" Yeah, he says your Majesty a lot in this. Uh section i didn't like it it's so weird hearing people call mickey mouse your majesty yeah uh (laughs) 
But the Ansem voice that Riku, for the record, doesn't realize is Ansem yet, which I don't know if that's because it's Richard Epgar it's now. A, it's a new voice. <laughs> but uh, it, like, gives him one of those, like, world cards from the memories, and he says, This is a door to truth, but it will bring you pain, so you might want to go back to sleep. But Riku says, Nah. I'm I'm going through that door to Castle Oblivion, and yeah. he does. He he says, "Seem like a boring place to take a nap anyway." I love that line. Yeah, he's so cool. He's so fucking cool. Uh, so this is interesting because we will later learn that this is not actually Ansem. This is somebody else pretending to be Ansem to basically motivate Riku into going into the castle and seeking truth by pretending to be Ansem and basically basically what he's doing is like if I if I pretend to be Ansem and I say don't do this then Riku's going to go fuck you I'll do it interesting i guess i didn't catch that that has how this how this started but i guess that- oh yeah the uh uh we later learn that this is the voice of Diz pretending to be Ansem okay i guess i'm yeah i mean that makes sense it it actually when you when you watch it back knowing that it's not the real Ansem, it's very funny because because he's being like very polite to Riku, and then when we when Riku actually encounters Ansem, Ansem is like, You stupid piece of shit. Like, <laughs> right, happened? yeah. He, Ansem's Ansem's very mean to Riku the whole time. <laughs> I it's funny yeah, I was so that's about uh, to say that uh this person that we will meet later is sort of doing like a Morpheus thing. Um, mm. Like, like take the red pill or, or just keep sleeping. And that's actually exactly yeah, yeah. what they're doing. Cause they're all about choices. That is very true. Yeah. <laughs> Riku literally gets annoyed at him for all these choices that he's giving. Him. I think literally the last cutscene is Riku's like, what you going to make me make another choice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I've got, I've got stuff to say about that scene, but we'll get, we'll get to it. <laughs> Uh, so he ends up in in Memory Hollow Bastion. This is this is fun. We get to see Riku's Hollow Bastion bedroom that Maleficent gave him. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Yeah, he said so bad. He said something funny about his bedroom, which was he doesn't like remembering what he did in this bedroom. <laughs> and I was like, "What? It's none of my business, Riku." Yeah, I don't I don't need to know about your shame, Riku. It's fine. Uh. Yeah, so he he kind of runs around the castle and he's like, "Why is nobody here? What's going on?" And the voice that I think at this point is still Diz pretending to be Ansem tells him like, uh, "The only people who exist in Riku's memories are people who are in tune with darkness, like himself, something like that." So the only person in this castle is Maleficent, something like that. I didn't really understand what was going on here, and I also don't think it really matters in the end. No, I Riku does say something very funny, which is, so what now? Am I going to learn something? Maybe meet someone? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because I was like, yeah, what the fuck is the point of these memories? Are you going to... So what, I'm a character in a story now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I, because that was my feeling with Sora the whole time. is like, why, why are they doing this? Why is he going into these memories? I don't understand. I guess just to slow him down so they can fuck his brain up. But well, in this case, uh, it's because Riku needs a reason to traverse the castle. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, what I think in this case, Diz is teaching Riku something about how to climb ma- upstairs. About like 
hey, stop, stop pushing everybody away and, and bring people yeah, into I, your heart. He literally, I, I really like this line where he does it's not these exact words, but he basically says like, was it worth it throwing away your closest friends for a free bedroom? <laughs> yeah. And it's funny that he says that to Riku. It's like, Riku doesn't think that anymore, I don't think. Well, this is what's interesting because Riku... Well, while he is very much, like, moving forward, his whole story here is basically about there there, there are parts of him as a person that are, like, dark and mean and angry, and the the solution to his problems is not to run away from those parts and, like, try to pretend they're not there. It's to accept himself for who he is and like be the best version of himself that he can be in a in a very literal sense considering that there is a an evil version of him running around in this game right um, <laughs> but but yeah so basically what diz pretending to be ansem is doing here is like he's basically testing riku and trying to show him like you can you can be a good boy without like being afraid of the part of yourself that is susceptible to darkness yeah right yeah uh and that's that's what that's what he's saying here he's like you cast aside your friends for the darkness then you cast aside the darkness for your friends all all you do is reject things and if you if you keep doing that then you're never going to like you're never going to what is he? oh he says like your heart will stay as hollow as this castle yeah your heart is hollow except for the residual darkness which is yes that is that is also an important plot point here is that uh ansem seeker of darkness he's he's riding around in riku's heart because that darkness is still in there and ansem soaked up into it like he's a glob of goop inside of a sponge yeah, and, I, and it did make me wonder. I'm like, is this full on Ansem, or is it just like a piece of Ansem? Um, it's a piece of Ansem. Yeah, that that because Ansem, the main Ansem, was exploded by light. Yeah, uh, but yeah, there there is a part of him that still exists within Riku, which I guess is just functionally Ansem if he gets enough power or whatever. That's basically what this part of Ansem is is planning on. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a, in a way, that was kind of where he was at in the first game too, where he was like, "I'm I'm a, a brown bag, <laughs> but if I can possess the body of Riku, then I can become a strong man again." Right. Uh. So yeah, Riku Riku says like, "Fuck that." Though. Oh no, he he's talking to to like memory Maleficent at this point, who. In a way that I continue to enjoy, Maleficent still is acting like a sort of parent figure to Riku, which he is not at all down with. She's like, oh, welcome back, Riku. We are both darkness people. Why don't we be darkness people together again? And Riku's like, no, I'm going to like scour my heart of darkness and destroy anyone who has darkness. And Maleficent's like, well, enjoy destroying yourself. And then they have a boss fight and he wins. Yeah, I, that's what I assume. I don't see it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the, he goes to the next floor, uh, and this is where he meets, I, I think this is where he meets the real Ansem, uh, who is like, 
like you need to accept that darkness is your is your strongest weapon serve me again uh etc etc but then who should show up <laughs> no get out of here yeah he also is just a little fairy for this part little... yeah so mickey is not it's it's mickey if you couldn't tell from our great impressions <laughs> mickey is not here strictly speaking but he's like and we've seen him do this before like this is what he was doing with sora at the beginning of of the first game is he's sort of projecting himself mm-hmm. he knows where riku is but he can't reach him directly so he sort of projects his light into the castle and rescues riku from ansem yeah he sends a little bit of his light like into his heart yeah 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 that's right yeah and he's like uh the light will never give up on you you're not alone uh, and Ansem is like, fine, be that way, have some cards, go to some Disney worlds. You know, and it was funny because I, my, so I had this thought, like, immediately, I'm like, why would Riku do this? Why the fuck would you go through the cards that Ansem gave you? Like, you, why would you do this? And then Riku immediately answers my question where he goes like, yeah, I'll fucking do it and I'll show you I'm better than you. Yeah, I, I like that because, actually, I'm not... <sighs> I think this is Ansem. I don't think that this is Diz right now, but I it, I wouldn't be that surprised if this was still Diz. It's actually a little unclear to me because, like, it did seem like he was wielding darkness because they do fight here. There is a boss fight. Yeah. Uh, so this probably is Ansem. But, yeah, Ansem is like, go through these worlds and see where following the light will get you. Uh, and, yeah, Riku's like... Okay, I'll do that, and when I come out the other end and I still haven't given in to darkness, you'll see that I'm stronger than you thought. No, this is definitely Ansem, because yeah. Ansem then, like, wiggles his fingers and goops Riku's heart with darkness. He says, uh, I've tempered the darkness in your heart, but whether or not you use it is your choice. Uh, gameplay note, from this point on, Riku can activate D-mode in combat. Do you get punished for doing that, or no? It's not, it's not like a moral choice thing? Um, I don't think you do. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I think it just makes you stronger, but it's like a limited time kind of deal. Got it. The other thing I was wondering was that, like, when Ansem shows up like this, because he's really in Riku's heart, mm-hmm. is is this just something Riku is seeing in the room, kind of like when Sora would see mm. Kairi hanging out when she wasn't actually there? Um, considering they have a fight, I would guess that this is Ansem, like, manifesting out of the darkness, mm, but... Yeah, true. Yeah. It, it doesn't make any, like, practical difference either way, I guess. Yeah, I was just wondering if it was a mind fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, but now we, we meet the guy who fights the most battles in his mind. It's uh, anime Bishonen genius boy Zexion. <laughs> uh, and we also meet large anime man Lexius. Okay. You want to guess? Uh, I, Zexion, I was really... I couldn't... Is it Neozy? <laughs> uh, I I kind of like his, but your mileage may vary. Uh, his name is Ienzo. Okay. That sounds like fake Italian. That's fun. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. He talks in a very thick Italian accent, by the way. Forgot to mention. Yeah. Mamma Mia. <laughs> Mamma Mia. I smell the Maleficent. <laughs> um, Just like Mama used to make... Oh, uh, and Lex- Lexus, I was thinking, is it solely but spelled bad? Uh, it's, it's, uh, alias. Okay, okay. Which is fine. That's fine, that's not so bad. 
Uh, but you know what is so bad is that Vexen is also here. Yeah, I thought I was done with this bad fucking face, and then it was back again. <laughs> Welcome back, Vexen. Good to see you again. Yeah. Yes, uh, this... I think at this point in Riku's story... Where is Sora? Sora hasn't fought... I mean, obviously, he hasn't fought Vexen yet because Vexen's alive. Uh, Sora hasn't even met uh, Repliku yet. That's right. Uh, so yeah, Sora has not been here for very long. Uh, they are... I believe they are colloquially referred to as the basement team because <laughs> they're just in this, like, dark, dank room at the bottom of the castle for no clear reason. <laughs> it kind of explains what they mean, like, we don't see you topside very often. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that that is... I don't know if I mentioned this. Riku starts at, like, the 13th basement floor and, like, works his way up to the ground floor over the course of the game. Mm-hmm. Um... Which mainly serves to explain why he doesn't encounter Sora at any point. Um, but uh, Zexion, he sniffs the air a little bit and says, That smells like Maleficent, but like a memory of Maleficent. That smells kind of like our dark boss, but a little different. And, and right, because Riku smells like Ansem. That makes, that's what they're saying, I assume. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Vexen, uh, is like, oh, well, that's very interesting that Riku is here, and they, they basically say, like, let's, let's just keep an eye on him and see what happens. And then, uh, Riku, he has his first sniffy moment, because he's like, I smell something weird and familiar, it's the stinky darkness smell of darkness. Yeah, my note says, now Riku smells darkness too? (laughs) It's like, why? I don't know. It's I funny because you told me this was coming, and I was like, oh, okay. And then I got to Zexy, and I'm like, oh, okay, there's just this, like, blue boy that smells people. Fine. It's his power, yeah. yeah but, and then Riku does it for the whole thing. And then and then everybody starts talking about it. <laughs> the wild thing is that it's like it doesn't even come up a single time in Sora's. Like, it couldn't they have, like, Vexen be like, you smell like uh, a light boy or something? <laughs> well, my theory was that if you're light, you can't smell the darkness. You gotta, you gotta be steeped in that stank, stank before you can smell it. Maybe we'll never get an explanation unless this is one of those things that Nomura has like on his whiteboard that he's like, maybe I can do something with this in a future game. But I don't know. This is this feels like a real one-off to me. I also, by the way, I was so sure. I I had an epiphany, and I was like, oh my god, I'm a genius. It's it's a bunch of bullshit. It's a mistranslation, and they just run with it. I pulled up a Japanese Let's Play of this game, and I skipped to a cutscene, and Riku is like, oh, you smell like Kairi. And I was like, fuck, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, you were hoping it just it was sense, and they just mistranslated his smell or something. Yeah, I, I thought, I was like, sure, I was like, oh my god, I, I'm so smart, it's gonna turn out that it was just like, oh, I sensed that you were dark, I sensed that you were Kyrie. Nope. Nope, just everybody stinks. Nope. It's a game about smelling people, but only half of the game is about smelling people. <laughs> uh, but now we, we see Mickey Mouse, he's wearing, what is he wearing? It kind of looks like he's cosplaying a Sora, but he's got big old buttons on his co- Sora cosplay. He's kind of, this is a very specific poll, but he's kind of cosplaying Robotnik from specifically Sonic 06. Okay, sure. Yeah, all right. His red shirt with, like, the four big buttons on it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's it's weird because I don't think he ever wears this shirt again. And also, when we saw him in in the cutscene at the end of Kingdom Hearts One, he's shirtless. Yeah, he's in his normal pants. He's just wearing his shorts and and he's got his he's got his tits out. Yeah, well, he's gonna do a costume change halfway through, and I assume that's what he wears the rest of the time. Yeah, I guess he just created this shirt out of it's, it's a construct of light. I guess I don't know. He's a very powerful magician. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so yeah, he appears, but he's he's like transparent, and he's like, oh, this is where he explains that he's like projecting himself into the castle, uh, and he he tells Riku. And I think this is almost word for word. You have to fight your inner darkness. Don't worry. There's always a light, even in the darkest darkness. He's like, remember Kingdom Hearts? It's like that. It's like that, but I say darkness about five times as much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is a this is a very cheesy, silly little moment, but I like when they shake hands and, and they just pass through each other's hands and Mickey's like, don't worry, buddy. We shook hands in our hearts. <laughs> Well, you know, if Riku didn't have those fingers on his gloves, maybe it would have actually worked. It's the fucking metaphor again. Yeah. My God, Sora could have done it. Sora could have done it, yeah. I made a promise uh, that I would shake your hand. <laughs> Zexion is sniffing again, and he tells the others, he's like, I recognize that scent. Oh, I don't know if I don't know if this was clear last time. They didn't they don't know that it's Riku. Yeah, they just say it's the superior or it smells like the yeah, superior. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he he's like sniffing and sniffing, and he's like, "Oh, it's Riku." I and Vexen's like, "Oh, it must have been his dark smell that made us think that he smelled like our boss." <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, but he had a little axe body spray in there, so that's how I know it's, it's Riku. <laughs> our boss wears uh, Kraken Guard Old Spice, but he's wearing Wolf Dick. <laughs> I uh, Ansem's a bod guy. Is bod still around? <laughs> I don't know. Ansem would well, it, and this time bod was around, and that's what Ansem was wearing. <laughs> it's a period piece. Yeah, <laughs> I meant when the game came out, but yeah, sure. <laughs> Although uh, bod would be more for a nobody, or the, no, they would have no bod, <laughs> no bod. Stupid. Uh, uh, Jesus. Fuck. God damn it. <laughs> Stupid franchise. Yeah, maybe. Um, uh, so Vexen's, uh, uh, he, he speculates that the reason that Riku is here is because he is like, he was lost in the space between light and darkness and he like resonated with his friend Sora, who is here, who got here a little bit before him. Uh this is where uh, Vexen tells them about Marluxia's plan to mutiny. Zexion is like, he's like really sad. He's like, oh man, Marluxia, Marluxia's a fink, man. Come on. <laughs> Marluxia's a, uh, trying to think what, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm flashing back to the old Doctor Who episode that I watched for my other podcast the other day. He's a, he's a dirty stinking grass, that Marluxia. <laughs> And they basically, what's their plan? It's like, it's like, oh, if Marluxia is going to take control of Sora, then we, in order to protect the good organization, we should take control of Riku, the hero of darkness. Yeah, I was, that was an interesting, so he's still a hero. But he, so, and I was like, okay, so is he, 
is it like the thing where he's a bad person, so he's the hero of darkness, or are they saying, you know, he's a good guy and he wields darkness? Oh, I, like like the the sort of champion of darkness versus the hero of darkness. I yeah, I, that's an interesting question. I think we'll get our answer by the end of the game. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah. So Vexen then goes to Riku, uh, and he said, "What does he say?" He's like, "Oh, I work with Ansem, kind of, kind of, yeah." Which I Riku actually gets very sick of this very fast. Yeah, Riku's just like me, and he does not like ri- riddles. <laughs> I appreciated that. <laughs> I love that. I love that uh, the organization. So many of them are like so cryptic and riddly, and Riku's just like, "Shut up! I have no patience for this." Riku and Sora both are just like, "Fucking quit it!" <laughs> Can you just tell me what you're trying to tell me instead of being like? To lose is to find. What is a memory but a a heart unremembered? Yeah, yeah, and it's like, I mean, I think I know what he means by I kind of work with Ansem. I mean, I'm assuming it's Ansem's nobody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. Keep... Which is which is what they meant about uh, uh, he kind of smells like the superior. As much as I hate, <laughs> as much as I hate to just like talk about the smell stuff and be like, well, you see, because it makes sense that Ansem would smell similar to... <laughs> but that is what they're talking about it is what they're talking about they, they did say something interesting here where i think vexen kind of implies and i guess it makes sense that nobodies are like riku in some ways and that they're not entirely made of darkness because that's what a heartless is mm-hmm. so they they are also somewhere between light and dark right which is also interesting because it it kind of gets at what what Sora was saying at the end of the first game, like if if Ansem believed that the nature of hearts was darkness and that the heartless are of darkness, then clearly what Sora said is correct, where he's like, no, the nature of hearts is light. We're beings from the realm of light. Heartless are beings from the realm of darkness. So beings from the space between, yeah, they're they're not they're not light, they're not dark. They're they're ambivalent they are cool cool neutral yeah and that's why they're also cool like they're shadow the hedgehog oh did i lose you hello oh hi are you there i said they're shadow the hedgehog oh well that would have been funny to hear <laughs> damn 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 uh so yeah they oh then riku's just like I'm going to kill you. And Vexen's like, why would you do that? And Riku's like, because you smell like shit and I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) And he's right. He's right to feel that way. (laughs) Vexen does look like he would smell bad. Yeah. He spends all his time in a basement (laughs) with other dudes. They can't smell good down there. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's we have no reason to believe that there's like any ventilation in that room. No. That room's got to smell like shit. It, and Lexius, he's clearly like a bodybuilder. He's working out in there. He is. It just smells... <laughs> it smells like darkness and bod in there. <laughs> no bod. Uh, by the way, I'm so I'm on the bod website. Okay, good. And I think, research. I think I know the answer um, of which... Which of these three featured bod products do you think Ansem uses? Uh, well, is it the one that I saw you post a picture of, Bodman Black? Well, yeah, but there's also Bodman Most Wanted. <laughs> Come on. And this one is very special, Bodman Really Ripped Abs. 
<laughs> you smell like you have big abs? Yeah, you smell you got big abs. You uh, you ex- you experience a just out of the shower clean. Oh my god, that also makes your abs swell three sizes that day. Yeah. I mean, Ansem has giant abs. Yeah, cuz I that was the thing is at first at first glance I was like, well, he obviously uses Bodman black. Uh, but maybe it's really ripped abs. But does he need to does he need it cuz he has really ripped abs? What was the second one? Most wanted. <laughs> uh, well, he doesn't nobody wants him. No. I think I think he I think it's I think he's I think he's wearing Bodman black. I have a question about Bodman black. Yeah. Why is the nozzle like a bottle of Windex? They're all like that, from what I can tell. And I'm kind of starting to think this isn't the original bod. I think this is a different product that I have found. <laughs> I don't think that this is how you usually apply... What is it? It's it's not deodorant. It's it's like a cologne, it looks like. It's cologne, but it comes in like an industrial cleaning product bottle. Yeah, well, because men can't, you know, like put it on gingerly they've got to just douse themselves in some bod man that's true i only buy bars of soap that look like an actual brick and once my body starts to smooth it down i throw it out and get a new one i like to use ones that look like uh like a k-bar knife <laughs> <laughs> i can also use it to shave um, <laughs> just is- stabbing that good smell into my body <laughs> This website sucks. I'm okay. I'm sorry for sorry for the diversion, everybody. Sorry, sorry for going on a bod field trip. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, Vexen and Riku fight. Uh. At the end of the fight, Vexen is like, "I can smell your darkness growing from our fight," and then he he reveals that he literally came to talk to Riku to aggravate him. Yeah, it's pretty funny, actually. This is a good Vexen. I came. Only good Vexen moment. I came here to troll you into turning evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was and, just kind of like a research trip. Yeah, and the reason he did that is because he wanted to harvest, like, darkness Riku data to put in his robot. Yeah, and it works. And it fucking worked. Uh, Yeah, he... he. Uh, oh, no, he doesn't go back to Zexion and Lexius, but they're they're talking... Uh, about Sora, whose brain is being scrambled at this point. Um, Zexion is like... <laughs> he says something where he's like, you know, I have to hand it to Marluxia and Larkseed. Like, their plan is really clever. I just don't like how shady they're being about all of this. Yeah, it's funny, because they're also being shady, too. Although, I guess, Zexion and... He doesn't actually have, like, any any ulterior motives, from what I can tell. No, I don't think so. I think he is just loyal to the organization. He's just here here to do his goddamn job. <laughs> smell to smell boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to smell boys and chew gum. <laughs> uh yeah, Lexius by the way is like, you know who I'm suspicious of is that Axel weirdo. And Zexian's like, "Well, don't worry. Vexen's making a robot that's going to take care of everything." Uh this is a fun part because this is where Riku first meets his replica. Yeah. And I love that they had David Gallagher do like a slightly more asshole voice for clarity. So it's like, huh? What are you supposed to be? Surprised? I guess you should be. After all, I look just like you. It's like almost the exact same voice, but just a little bit meaner sounding. It's got some tood. Yeah. 
Um, I was shocked to dark. learn that fake that Repliku always knew he was Replica. Yes, because this is chronologically the first appearance of Repliku uh, before he met Sora. So yeah, originally he was he was aware that he was built by Vexen, uh, and there is a very interesting scene about that that we'll get to in a bit. But uh, yeah, he he literally says like. I don't care that I'm a replica. I'm not afraid of the darkness, so I know I'm stronger than you. He goes demode. Uh, he says, I'm going to wipe the floor with you. Smash cut to him on the ground, <laughs> yeah. as is traditional for this game. I, yeah, I think it's like, why do people at this point still think darkness is stronger than light? Everybody that's been into darkness so far has gotten their ass kicked by children. Doesn't... doesn't I think it's Riku who says that to Ansem like, toward the end of the game, where he's like... You were at your at your strongest, and Sora beat you. So why should I think that darkness is better? Yeah, yeah. It's and I I don't think they're done thinking that. But no. Um, but I mean that's that's getting back to what's interesting about this game is that the answer is that it's not that light is stronger than darkness or that darkness is stronger than light. It's that like being your strongest self is what's strongest right it's almost like it's almost a power of your own belief kind of thing yeah kind of like like Sora's not strong because he rejects the darkness he's strong because he embraces the light which is you know his strongest quality it's what he wants to do yeah yeah right uh but Riku beats Repliku, and Repliku's response to losing this fight is the funniest of any boss in this game where he's just like Ah, whatever. I'm just a baby. I'll get stronger. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was nice to see the... Like, it's nice to know that Repliku has gotten owned, um, like, three or four times before Sora owns him three more times. (laughs) (laughs) And then he goes, uh, he's like, well, next time we fight, we'll finish this. And Riku's like, oh, good idea. Let's fight right now. Uh, but Riku gets like knocked back by darkness attacks, and Repliku is like he's literally, he's basically just like <laughs> sure is nice to be evil. Bye. Yeah, very Vegeta of him. <laughs> yeah, uh, Riku tries to chase after him, but Ansem shows up again, uh, and he he says something interesting, which is that he's like, you know, Riku, it seems to me like you're being a fake bitch right now. Not not the replica. The replica's being realer than you could ever be, uh, because he's embracing his true self while you're trying to reject it. He he says, like, I've I've seen that you're struggling with the darkness in those card worlds. And Riku Riku, he like tries to argue, but Ansem has clearly touched a nerve here, and Riku is like, Shut up. Fuck off. Don't hey that no. Yeah, he's like, Oh, bad. I'm not scared, but yeah, he is scared of the darkness inside him, which is reasonable, to be honest. But yeah, um, uh, but yeah, Ansem uh, gives him more cards. It's a shame that and I can't believe I'm saying this. It's kind of a shame that Riku doesn't really have like a story in those worlds because it is very funny to me knowing that most of them are places he's never been. Yeah, yeah, it's very. It's like why are these his mem- memories? Yeah, I think. I think what it is is that he'll, like, go into a world and there'll just be a cutscene that's like, there's a boss, I have to fight it. And then you just fight your way over to the boss and then you fight the boss and then you move on. Hmm, all right. Which, I mean, it's in line with what we were told earlier, which is that Riku um, 
only only sees people and beings of darkness in the worlds, but it's kind of dumb. It, it is a shame in some ways you don't like. I think the only place it would have been interesting to me to revisit that they don't is Agrabah because it would be interesting to see what what Riku's side of that story was like and like him having. To I will watch remind him. you that that was. Oh no, Riku! No, you're right. Riku was there. I forgot. Yeah, it wasn't just the pilot. He kidnaps Jasmine. He does a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And God, I was I was watching. Uh, are you you know Slow Beef? Yeah, I was watching Slow Beef uh, streaming Chain of Memories, and he was playing Agrabah, and I was like, "Well, I'm, I'm watching him stream, so I'm not just going to skip all the cutscenes like I did when I was watching." Uh, I did not realize how fucking lazy the Agrabah story is in this with Sora. Aladdin uses two of his three genie wishes to get rid of a small number of Heartless. It's not just one. One's not good enough this time. He's going to use one's two. not enough. Yeah, they see Jasmine and there's like three shadows standing around her, and he's like, "No, genie! I wish that they were gone." Genie's like, "Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you sure? Okay, yeah, but I'll do it." Yeah, it's not a very good game, it turns out. Uh, except that I like it a lot. Uh, so, yeah, Riku... Go, or, no, what happens? Oh, Vexen... Oh, okay. So we get a scene here, which is a scene that Sora Sora's story had. We got where part Vexen, of the scene with Sora, not the whole thing, I think. Yes. We got the part where Vexen, like, brings his replica to Axel and Larkseen, and uh, it's still in D-mode from uh, Riku's fight against him. And... Uh, we get the the back half of this scene, which is that Axel gives Repliku a Destiny Islands card, uh, and Larkseen tells him, uh, that's, uh, because, like, Repliku is like, what is this? I don't know what that is. And Larkseen's like, oh, don't worry, it's, it's Riku's home, and you'll know that soon enough, because we're gonna put all of Riku's memories into you. And Repliku's like, but Riku's a little baby! I don't want to be him. And Vexen's like, I think it's a pretty good idea, son. Don't you trust your old dad? <laughs> he doesn't, doesn't Replicu say, what do I want with the heart of a loser? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Larkseen, like, zaps him with lightning and is, and is like, what do you care anyway? You're just a stupid toy. Uh, we, we cut ahead a little bit after, after the memory thing has been done. Uh, uh, it was actually pretty, uh, it was pretty harrowing, like, Repliku is like, is like, no, please, don't do this! He, like, tells Vexen, like, how could you betray me like this? Oh, yeah, it's really, like, he's, it's really fucked up. Yeah, he's very, he's aware that, like, they are about to take away his self, essentially. And he's like, he's like, please don't do this, but they do. Yeah. And we get another fucking scene of Lark scene, like just taunting Namine as always, like, Oh, you're being real mean to Sora. Don't you think? And then Repliku walks in and now he's, now he's got the fake memories. He thinks that this is his childhood friend. And he's like, he's like, don't worry, Namine. I'll drive off that mean old Sora. He like shows her the charm and he's like, I'll protect you from that jerk. I promise on this charm that you gave me when I held my toy sword up. And uh, Larkseen is, like, congratulating Namine on how manipulative she is. And Namine's like, meh. What does she say? Namine's like, Sora will never forget Kairi. Yeah, and Larkseen just loves to be evil and is having a great time. She can't get enough of it. Yeah. This is, uh, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, 
our first mention of Namine refers to herself as Kyrie's shadow. Yeah, that is the first time. Which, yeah, I was like, okay, that's interesting. That makes a lot of sense, I guess, thematically. And I'm like, does that mean she's Kyrie's nobody or is she something else? I will say you are not, you are thinking in the right direction. Namine is a weird, complicated situation. Hmm. And we will, we will learn more about Namine in the future. But to say that she's Kyrie's nobody is not completely off the mark. Yeah, because Kyrie, Kyrie's heart did get ejected from her body at some at one point and into Sora's body. So yes, it's it's a it's a whole thing. But she is more or less Kyrie's nobody. Alrighty. Um. So Larkseen basically tells Namine like, "This is just more motivation for you not to mess up because if this all goes as planned, then you, a nobody, can become real in the heart of Sora." Right. You can have a boyfriend, which is... <laughs> right. Which Namine is not, I mean, has mixed feelings on. Yep. And then we cut to Zexion, who says, Uh-oh. I don't smell Vexen anymore, Lexius. <laughs> yeah, they smelled Axel blow him up. The castle smells a little bit better. <laughs> Vexen must be fucking dead. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't smell any more of the really strong abs bod (laughs) yeah vexen is the one who's like maybe they'll think i have big abs (laughs) it does smell like big abs in here i'm busy in my lab all day i don't have time for crunches but perhaps with bod man swollen six-pack people will think that i do (laughs) and it did work for a while but then axel killed them yeah do you think that Axel killed him because Vexen uses Bod and Axel is the spokesperson for Axe? Yeah, I do think that, actually. I think that now. I I've decided that I think I that. I think that, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's been added to the chain of my memories. <laughs> uh, Lexius is like, we need to deal with Sora. He's the problem here, but we can't kill him because the superior needs him but maybe we can find some use for Riku. Uh, so Riku, meanwhile, goes into the last memory world that he has, and he comes out and Lexius is there. Uh, Lexius basically says, like, if you don't accept darkness into your heart, I'm going to fucking kill you. Do you want to describe his weapon? It's sort of like, what if a C-clamp was a sword? There's like a weird, like... It looks like the X key from a keyboard has been removed and just, like, glued onto the back of his weird clamp sword hammer thing. Yeah, it's pretty... It's huge. It's very big. It looks like a four kids one-piece dub weapon. It's really strange. Yeah. But it is big. He's got that going for him. He's got a big weapon. Yeah, I have two notes here. One of them, I don't remember why this is here. The first one is, it's a C-clamp. And then mm-hmm. the other I know one why is that was there. And the other one, other one is everybody is so fucking stinky, and I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know if he's. Uh, let's see. Does, does he does talk Riku about stink say? too? I don't see anything here about anyone smelling like anything, but they probably do. Yeah, Riku might. Maybe Riku said he smelled bad or something. I don't know. I'm trying to find out what his weapon is supposed to be because it has a name. All of their weapons have names. Okay, well, his voice actor's name is Dave Boat. 
That's good. Which is what I call Ansem in his final boss form. I mean, it- it's called Sky Splitter. It's it's categorized as an axe sword. That's what it looks like. What the hell? Maybe the wiki can explain to me what that weird knob is supposed to be. It's for Bakken. It, okay. It also sports a strange square pale yellow guard on the opposite side of the handle as the blade. This guard is decorated with black lines on the corners and a thin red X on the top side. Considering the size of the blade, the guard may act as a counterweight. Alright, fair enough. Sure. <laughs> Kingdomhearts.fandom.com slash wiki slash list of axe swords. Are there other axe swords? My god, there are a lot of axe swords. What the fuck are these from? Um, One of them is called Bleep Bloop Bop. No. Oh my god, I forgot. In in 358 Days Over 2, you can play as basically every member of the organization. Oh. And they all have their own weapons. Jesus, why? That's so weird. Yeah. There's another one who we haven't met yet who has a weapon called Just Desserts, which is just a big banana. <laughs> All right, that that sounds good. One of them has uh, a weapon called Finest Fantasy 13, which is just a stack of CDs. Hmm. Okay, I need to close this. Yeah. What a game. It's a shame that we won't be playing or looking at it, because we're just going to watch the the movie version. Sounds like it might be a better way to go. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Jesus, where were we? Lexius. Uh... Lexius uh, is defeated in the boss fight, obviously, mm-hmm. but then he goes big mad mode and he like knocks Riku into the ceiling and Riku lies on the ground and suddenly he goes D mode, uh, which it turns out this is not Riku. I mean, it, it, it it's like Riku knocked unconscious. Ansem is able to like take over him. So Ansem possesses Riku and kills Lexius in one hit. And Lexius basically is just like, Oh, shit. I fucked up. And then he just dies. Yeah, yeah he got hit so hard that, the, that he knocked Ansem loose. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Riku, he's like in this void in the darkness. Uh, Ansem is like, uh, yeah, 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 let me into your heart. Yeah, yeah. The The more you fear me, the closer I get to your heart. Yeah, it's, then, very, it's very much like, you're kind of into me, Riku. You kind of want this to happen. Come on. One of my favorite lines in Kingdom Hearts is when Ansem, like, appears in the void and, like, reaches to grab Riku, but Mickey appears. I th- I think he's a ball of light. I don't remember. Yeah, he is. But he he's like, you gotta fight back, Riku. And Ansem goes, you meddlesome king! <laughs> And there's a really slow grab by Ansem towards Riku, which I thought was pretty funny looking, too. Yeah. It's like, if I wrote that line, it maybe would have been, like, meddlesome rat or something. It's weird that he's, like, showing him the respect. Well, they Fuck did... Fuck you, your majesty. Well, they used to be co-podcast hosts, so they there, there is some respect there. They have a, they have a Rogan-based bond. Yeah. Uh... Which, by the way, Mickey, like, gives no sign that he uh, recognizes Ansem in any way, which is pretty funny. Just completely blanking him. Well, he might have looked different before he got really evil. Um, I can just tell you right now. Nope. 
Okay, well, I don't know then. Yeah, Mickey Mickey is just absolutely not acknowledging Ansem as the guy that he that he hung out with and did a podcast with, which maybe I think I'm probably just making stuff up uh, for Nomura's sake, but one could argue that that's Mickey just being like, you're not the man that I had a chat with. Like, I don't, I barely recognize you because you're so evil. Maybe could be. I don't know. Ooh, neighbors are stomping. Uh, Riku wakes up and he looks around for Mickey. Uh, and Mickey's not here, but Riku puts his hand on his heart and he says, I know, I know that Mickey is with me. Mickey walks with me always. That's right. When you saw, you know, those steps in the sand, or I can't remember how you say that anymore. Well, I did this joke. When there well. was, when there was only one set of footprints in the sand and also, uh, an iconic ear shape. Yeah. But it's copyrighted. It was then that... Copyrighted. So we can't show it to you though. <laughs> Uh, Axel hilariously, like, goes to Zexion in the basement and is just like, boy, oh boy, I wonder who's gonna die next. Probably Marluxia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't he say, like, I hope Sora follows his heart and kills Marluxia? Yeah. I, I was just, I was like, you know, it's not really Organization 13 anymore. There's, like, I don't know, like, only about ten of them left now? Nine of them left? Mm-hmm. Most of the time that we know Organization 13, there are not 13 of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Zexion is basically like... And this is this is one of those plot points that feels a little bit less silly uh, when you're playing through an entire video game. Because Zexion, from our perspective, is like, we need to make Riku our boy... And then, like, five minutes later, he's like, well, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah. There there would have been, like, an hour and a half of gameplay in the middle of this. And Zexion is like, well, now that Marluxia's betrayal is out in the open, like, we don't need Riku anymore. Uh, do you have the data on Riku's home? The Destiny Islands card. And Axel's like, yeah, I can get that for you. Uh, and then the castle shakes and Riku goes... <laughs> Man, there was a really, really pungent smell of roses that just vanished. Yeah, some really smelly guy died. Really smelly, but like in in like kind of a nice floral way, but still really stinky with darkness. But it is gone now. Yeah, that's that's what most wanted smells like. <laughs> God. Uh, and then Zexion shows up, and it's like, yeah, the keeper of the castle is dead. Your friend Sora killed him. And Riku's like, oh, Sora's here? And Zexion's like, yeah, but aren't you ashamed to face him? You know he's gonna smell how stinky you are with all that darkness. And, and Riku's like, oh, man. No, Sora, and then he gives- Sora can't smell anything. I know that. <laughs> well, Riku's like, I got this weird smell power when I showed up here. Sora probably has it too, right? He must. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Zexion... Uh, he basically tells him, like, if Sora sees you, he will see you as an agent of darkness and try to kill you. And then he gives him the Destiny Islands card. And uh, Riku uh, goes to the old the old island. I, I like this scene. It's it's just very, like, very chill. Riku's just, like, enjoying the, the imaginary island breeze. And he's like, you know, I, I used to really want to... I wanted nothing more than to get out of here. But now that I'm back, it's it's actually pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of Yeah, this whole part this whole part's kind of it's interesting for sure. It it definitely is kind of sad, I 
in a lot of ways. Yeah, especially learning that uh, Riku actually is friends with Titus Waka and Selfie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't just a guy that beat them up on the beach or whatever. It's actually, it is, even though we don't actually get this, because what ends up happening is he runs over to them and they, they just, like, disappear when he when he tries to talk to them. But it's it's interesting because we, it kind of does the thing semi, I think, unintentionally of making it feel like Sora is the only one who's friends with any of them. And they all just kind of hang out together because Sora's there. It's nice to see Riku being like, oh my god, Titus, Waka, Selfie, my friends. Oh, Kyrie, my friend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's funny because, yeah, in the game it also it almost feels like you've got Sora, Riku, and Kyrie hanging out. And then the other people are just there and they sometimes play. But I guess yeah, they're all friends. We, yeah, we don't we don't get to see enough of them like all being friends as a group, but they are. Yeah. It is it is a fact even if we don't ever see it. Um but uh yeah, Riku sees Kairi who also disappears and then Zexion shows up and he's like, "Don't you remember the only people in your memory worlds are the dark people?" And Riku's like Riku's like it it doesn't make any sense you're saying that the that the only people I remember in my heart are are the darkness people but I remember all of my friends. And Zexion basically is just like, "Eh, forget about that. Anyway, did you know that you're the one who destroyed the Destiny Islands?" Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I actually I I think that I maybe blew this uh blew this reveal because I think I did mention this in Final Mix. Uh, but yeah, Riku is the one who... Uh, his desire to leave the islands uh, sort of... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, like, Dark Side of the Force style, like, festered in his heart. And uh, yeah, he was the one who, like, opened the door to darkness. Not not the literal <laughs> capital D door to darkness, but the... Uh, yeah, he let, he, he, let he the was he in. was the one who like gave it a path onto the islands. Yeah, and they did a, a visual thing that made it look like the dark side heartless like literally come from him, or maybe just that one did. Yeah, I I mean I've said many times I still don't really know what the dark side heartless are, where they come from, why they exist. Uh, but yeah, it did make it look like the dark side that attacked the Destiny Islands was like made of Riku's darkness. Yeah. That, uh yeah. and yeah, the the island breaks up. Uh uh we see Oh yeah, yeah, what happens is literally we see a sort of memory copy of Riku appear who then turns into the dark side. Riku fights it. Sora appears and Riku's like, "Oh, Sora, oh my god, it's so good to see you." But then Sora attacks him immediately. <laughs> yeah, it's really on sight. He does like the animation that looks like he's like locking a do- like a you know, one of the um, hearts of a world, but instead it just hits Riku and hurts him really bad. Oh yeah, he like blasts a, like a ball of light, Mega Man charge beam style. Yeah, which is not a thing that I've really seen Sora do, but in- interesting. And he's like, oh, it hurt. And he's like, this can only <laughs> he, hurt you he if does you're have dark. One, he does have one like high level move in Kingdom Hearts 1 where he actually can do something like that. Okay. Um Fun fact, that actually becomes a recurring mechanic in Birth by Sleep called Shot Lock that all the Keyblade wielders can do after that. But yeah, <laughs> it is kind of weird that like the first time we see it happen outside of like an optional skill that not everyone is going to get does turn out to be an illusion created by Zexion. Yeah, very strange. <laughs> 
on that note, I don't remember. I think we've talked lightly about how all the uh, organization members have a an element. Yes, we have talked about that. Uh, so I think Lexius is Earth, probably. He's big. I don't know. But uh, uh, Zexians is Illusion, which is why he keeps doing all this shit. He also, his weapon is a, a magic book, which I just think is fun. Uh, yeah, that's always a good one. A grimoire. Yeah, he pretending to be Sora is like, you son of a bitch, I'll kill you. And Riku's like, Sora, it's me. And Sora's like, oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, I did like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sora like blasts him with light. And he's like, wow, Riku, if that hurt you, you really must be an evil bitch. Uh Riku, this is interesting. Uh, I don't really know what we're supposed to take away from this, but I did like that uh, in in a very similar way to Sora falling into darkness when he becomes a Heartless and then being brought back by Kairi, uh, Riku, like, falls into, like, a void of light and it's like, oh, I'm fading into the light. I can't see. It's blinding. Which, uh, another another idea of, like, you know... Maybe maybe there should be balance of light and dark. Maybe maybe pure light isn't necessarily a good thing. Maybe the center path is where we should all be. Maybe we should find a way to meet in the goddamn middle, right? Hmm. Yeah, maybe. There's got to be a third way. You know, if we're compromising and no one likes a solution, well, that probably means it's a good solution. You've just ruined Kingdom Hearts for me. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Kingdom Hearts is the West. Fortunately, wing. I'm sorry. Kingdom Hearts not, is the West Wing. Not all themes can be mapped onto this. Uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kyrie appears in the in the void and is like, "Don't worry, Riku. You're so much stronger than you realize. Don't run from light, but also don't fear the darkness. They both make you stronger. Uh, your strength is your own. It's not about dark or light. Uh, there's a vast darkness in your heart for sure, but if you can face it head on." You'll never have to be afraid of anything ever again. Uh, and he's like, you're right. I can I can survive the deepest darkness and see through the brightest light. Uh, at this point, we see that it is, in fact, Naminé who's talking to him as Kyrie. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, my notes went like this. Is this Naminé talking to him as Kyrie? And then, oh, yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> But he's like, can I really face my friends with darkness in my heart? And Naminé's like, oh, do you not want to? And he's like, oh, no, I do. And she's like, okay, great, bye. Yep. Uh, so Riku accepts the darkness inside of himself, and he becomes very epic, and he breaks through the light. Uh, and Zexian is like, how did you see through my disguise? And Riku says, you smell like shit. <laughs> yeah. How the fuck did you think? You're so stinky, your clone couldn't even block it out, dude. You're <laughs> should have put on some axe first. Yeah. Uh, God. Does Sora have a, a deodorant of choice? Sora wears like Dove or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Sora. Sora's doing Arm and Hammer. Sora is rubbing baking soda into his armpits. Oh, no, they actually have a deodorant, but sure, yeah. I know, but Sora doesn't know that. Yeah, Sora's, Sora's like, Sora, well, actually, Sora's not wearing any, because no one's explained to him that he's, he's like, in, he's entered puberty and should start wearing cologne, because... Oh, yeah, I mean, who would tell him that? His parents? Yeah. No, yeah, there's, I don't think, and I doubt Donald Duck wears deodorant, so he's, he's just a stinky little boy. <laughs> 
Yeah, so he he beats Zexion. He's like, I'm not I'm not afraid of darkness anymore. Zexion teleports away back to the basement. Uh, he says he says like I've never seen someone wear the darkness like that before. And then Axel shows up with Repliku. Uh, if you remember during the credits, we saw Axel bump into Repliku in the hallway and say like, Hey, come with me. This is where they go to Zexion. And Zexion, this is such a funny little moment. It's it's kind of sad also, but Zexion sees Repliku and he's like, no, no. And then he realizes like, oh, oh, it's just the Replica. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> although he is it... fucking terrified of Riku now. Although something terrible is going to happen to Zexion. So, oh, yeah, I mean, he should be very afraid of the Replica. Yeah, uh, because Axel is like, hey, Replica, you want to be real, right? Which is, God, it's so fucked the way that the replica starts off this story just being like, I mean, he was not like a good guy in the beginning, but he's like, yeah, I'm a replica of you. Big deal. I'm I'm better than you could ever hope to be. Then they put the memories in him, made him think he was real, and then when he had that taken away from him, now he feels like he needs to become the real one. It's so fucked what they did to this replica. Yeah, my, my note here was like, you, you don't have to be your dad, replica. You can just, you can be your own, I don't know, fake heart in a fake body. But yeah, so Axel is like, you know, if you want to be the real Riku, you need to be stronger than him. And then you can be your own person. And uh, if you're, if you're looking to get stronger, I think Zexion is as good a place to start as any. And Repliku's like, good idea. And he picks up Zexion and he just like absorbs him yeah, I was like, like Cell. Yeah, he just eats him. He's, well, you know what? He's wearing a Venom suit, and now he's just doing Venom stuff. I'm going to the wiki to figure out what the fuck this was. No, he ate Zexion. That's for sure what happened. He just eat him? Uh, Axel presents the replica with an idea, telling him that if he gains power that the real Riku doesn't have, he could be something real and not just someone's counterpart. Agreeing, Riku replica approaches Zexion and drains the life force out of him, initially giving him Zexion's powers... Hmm. But we don't get to see that, I don't think. I don't know that that actually happens. I don't think we see him using Zexion's powers at any point. I'm not convinced that this is true. I'm <laughs> I'm not sold on this. Yeah, he definitely... He, he ate something. He, he, he stole something from Zexion. He chowed down for sure. Yeah. Uh, he he did eat Snaxion. Uh, <laughs> and as, as Zexion is being, like, eaten alive by Repliku, Axel's just like, Sorry, Zexion, you knew way too much. Is Axel... He's gonna be the only guy who walks away from the castle, huh? Probably. Yeah, and I'm really he's like... He's gonna what? go back to the to the headquarters, and they're gonna be like, How'd it go, Axel? And he's like, Ooh, everyone died. It's like, well, did you... I mean, the organization was too big, right? <laughs> You you wanted it to be Organization 8, right? Yeah. Axel's All right, like, Marluxia, Larxene, Vexen, Lexius, Zexion. Yeah. It's, this, what this was really about is Axel didn't like that his really tall chair wasn't tall enough. <laughs> he wanted a slightly taller, really dumb tall chair. Yeah, I think Vexen is like, uh, shut up, Axel. You're only number 11. And Axel's is like, <laughs> for now. Yeah. Who's got the big chair now? I. Uh, Ansem calls out to Riku after he beats Zexion, and he's like, Hey, you let in the darkness! Way to go! And Riku's like, no, not like that. 
Yeah, I was like, I hit it in a good way, jerk. <laughs> but Ansem, like, freezes Riku in place, and he's like, oh, it's so easy to puppet you around now. This is great. Thank you for that. Uh, but Mickey shows up, the real Mickey, and he's like, oh, thank God I made it just in time. He, like, blocks Ansem from puppeting Riku. Riku, uh, in a very Sora-like manner, but not entirely, he does just, like, grab Mickey's face and start squeezing and pinching. Yeah, you you know, you, you only stick your thumbs in your best friend's mouth. <laughs> That's right. This is a king, for God's sake. Right. I love that a moment later he's like, uh, yes, your majesty. And Mickey's like, please, call me Mickey. You were just grabbing my face, by the way. <laughs> he loves it. It was a face pinch of deference. I I, I love whenever uh, we get, like, little Disney cartoon moments in, in these games. And I really liked Mickey just being like, ha ha, that tickles. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, it, it's... It's very weird after all the murder and and Zexian eating we just had. Uh, yeah, so... Oh, this is a really sweet little moment, because Riku just, like, kind of collapses onto the ground, and Mickey's like, oh, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, it's just, it's really overwhelming, like, uh, like having a friend to talk to after being alone for so long. I was like, oh, poor yeah. Riku. It's, mm-hmm. it's a nice little moment. Uh... And, yeah, Mickey basically tells Riku the same story that Riku has, where he's like, I was floating in the void, this card appeared, uh, I I could feel it, like, leading me to you, I think it's for you. And he shows Riku a card for that same town that Sora felt like he remembered, that he'd never been to before. Yeah, yeah, that weird place. Uh, they, they go to the town, it's still empty, uh, Mickey is gone, as we know. They don't follow them into the worlds, or maybe you didn't know that. I don't remember if it came up in the, in the cutscenes. Uh, no, that, yeah, that came up. Yeah, uh, but Ansem shows up, uh, which is which is odd because Mickey just sort of sealed Ansem away. But mm-hmm. Ansem shows up and he's like, "You're gonna fight me now, Riku," and Riku's like, "Hmm, you don't smell yucky, stinky like darkness." I don't think you're the real Ansem. Yeah, that's not Bodman Dark I'm smelling. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he he says, I don't think that that's, I don't think that you're the one who you say you are. I think that you're the one who gave me that card in the first place and led me to the castle to face my darkness. And Ansem says, you're right, Riku. I'm Diz. And I love the subtitles show you that it's capital D, Lowercase i, capital Z. We will learn what his name means. He doesn't say it here, right? No. Uh, but there is a reason it's capitalized like that, because it does stand for something. Yeah, his name is an acronym. Um, I wrote one of the, the nerdiest sentences I think I've ever written here, which is that okay. uh, I think that Diz looks like Voldo if Voldo was a cleric. <laughs> He's got this wild-ass robe, and his head is covered in red bandages, and just for good measure, you know his head's got two belts on it. Yeah, he's belted up his head. Um, Because he's got one belt to serve as an eye patch, but how do you hold the other, how do you hold the eye patch belt in place with a belt? Yeah. Yeah, and he's he's got, like, these crazy robes with, like, a chest window that has glowy stuff in the middle? Yeah. 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 Can you guess what his name stands for, by the way? I actually know what it stands for. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. Well, then this won't be a fun game. I'm sorry. This is one of the things that got ruined for me. 
Well, hey, listeners, guess what the D in Diz stands for? You're right. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be darkness. That's the word that they've <laughs> what said. What else would it be? They've said it a million times here. It feels it feels weird to say that Nomura was on one about darkness when he wrote this game, but <laughs> considering every other game, but Jesus Christ. I will say, I know what his name is. I don't know why the fuck his name is this, though. Um, because it's cool. Yeah. Because cool as far as I know, he's not really a dark guy, but I don't know. It's a reference to Walt Disney. Yeah, Diz. The darkness in my business. <laughs> Uh, so Diz tells Riku, uh, Riku, you are a special entity. You are not all light or all dark, which I don't know why that's special because I thought that that was almost everybody. And that was the whole point of the princesses of light, but sure. Yeah. The only weirdos like Sora are not like that. I guess, I guess he means it in terms of like, as, as like a big, strong hero, you're not a hero of light or a hero yeah, of Yeah, You're a person that can do both. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Diz says, for the first of many times, I'm going to give you a choice. They go to see Naminé, or no, he says, he says, you will meet Naminé and make a choice. And then Diz leaves, and Riku goes to the mansion where Vexen was killed, and he says, man, it smells like something really good happened here. <laughs> and then we get one of the most iconic dialogue exchanges in the franchise, as Repliku shows up and says... <laughs> You've changed your own darkness. It doesn't frighten you anymore. How can you tell? Because I'm you. No, I'm me. <laughs> I'm me, he says. I'm me. Uh It's so good. It's so stupid. I I feel like also for this scene, they didn't really make Repliku talk in a different voice. So it just sounds like, I'm you. No, I'm me. <laughs> I'm me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't really trying in this in this scene as much. It's because Riku's embraced the darkness. Oh, yeah. Now they're the same guy. Oh, this is where... Okay. No way. Yeah, yeah. Repliku is like... He's like, yeah, I, I know I'm fake. Everything about me is fake. Even my new power is someone else's. Oh, because he has... Okay. Yes. Yes. I'd have to look it up. I wonder if for this boss fight, maybe he's like using some of Zexion's abilities, maybe. Oh, okay. That's my best guess. If I'm wrong, then the game fucked up because that's what should be happening here. Um, But yeah, they, uh, they fight. Repliku is like... He's like, no matter what I do, I feel empty because I know that all I can ever, all I can ever strive to be is your shadow. So I'll, I'll kill you and then I could just be you. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> yep. This is some definitely, yeah, father and son uh, drama here. <laughs> yeah, Repliku is destroyed in the fight. He's like lying in a pile of gloop and he says, good riddance to my phony life. I like that Riku in this moment is just like, so how do you feel about dying? What's it, what, are, what are you thinking right now? What's on your mind, buddy? <laughs> yeah, it's not good at reading the room. He's just doing some therapy. And Repliku's like, I wonder where my fake heart will go. And Riku, trying to be nice, says, well, it's got to go somewhere. Maybe it'll go to the same place mine will go someday. And Repliku's like, 
Wow, I guess I guess I really was just a copy of you the whole time. Oh well, that's okay. And then he dies. What a life. Yeah. Rebelku had a pretty fucked up story. I feel pretty bad for Rebelku pretty much from beginning to end. Yeah, I got to say I I I knew what his story was, but I forgot how like tragic it is in in the way it's told. It is very much like he he is like a victim of everything that's happening around him. Yeah, he has like literally no say to what happens to him and then he wants to be his own person, can't do that and then gets fucking killed by himself. So, yeah. And and for no reason by the way, like just to rub it in at the very beginning, he knew that he was a replica and was okay with it. He only stopped being okay with it when they deceived him into thinking he was the real Riku. Yeah, no, they <laughs> he, he was like he was like totally chill with his existence and then they were like, "What if we tore that away from you and made you miserable for no reason?" Yeah, because they thought it would make him fight better, I guess. Yeah, yeah, because they were like, "Well, he needs he needs a purpose. He needs he can't just he can't just be a copy of Riku. He needs to be Riku in the same way that they wanted to make a copy of Sora." Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I but... guess that all makes sense. It's just it's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Uh, but now Riku goes to the pod room with Namine. Sora is asleep. Uh. We we see, even though he doesn't say anything, Riku immediately recognizes that this is the one who talked to him as Kairi, uh, as did we. <laughs> yeah, well, they they showed a little nominee ghost, I think, during the Kairi yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, she she fills him in on the story through a, uh, a merciful fade to black. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I was so worried that she was going to be like, well, you see, it all started... Uh, but uh, he's like, oh, that's that's so Sora. He was always slacking off whenever Kyrie and I were working on the raft. Yeah, that was a funny piece of uh, information I don't Lying. think he had. I, I gathered so many mushrooms and eggs. Fuck off, Riku. <laughs> that's right, yeah. A piece of rope, I got I the logs. Yeah. Like, yeah, you put them together, but I got the logs. I got the, I got the fucking drinking water. Shut up, Riku. Yeah. I got some fish. You asshole. I... I grabbed those fish with my bare hands. Yeah. What a dick. I, yeah. He was he was dark at the time. It's not his fault. Um, but uh, yeah, she gives Riku a choice, which is uh, I, I can sort of lock your heart down and f- like block Ansem from taking over you. Uh, because at this point, he's kind of just lying low and he's going to get stronger and he's going to try to take over your body again. Uh, I can seal away your darkness as well as all of your memories of this place. And Riku's like, but if I lose my memories, how am I going to chastise Sora when he wakes up? <laughs> yeah, I like that that's his... Re- I mean, I think that's just him being funny, but that it... That it yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty good reason, though. If I, if I forget about all of this, how will I be here? Like, if I'm sleeping, I'm not going to be able to wait for Sora to come out and then tell him that he's a real doofus. I mean, I've, I, you know what, I've, I've done, I've done less, or done more for less. <laughs> I like the, yeah, he's, he's like, he's like, I told him to take care of Kyrie, and what did he do? He goes off and takes a nap in a big pod. <laughs> fair, fair enough. He forgot about Kyrie too, which is the the more relevant thing. But 
you know. Uh, but yeah, Riku, uh, again, a, a very opposite moment from Sora's story. Uh, Riku makes his choice and Namine's like, I was, I was hoping you would say that. Riku says, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay awake. I'm gonna face Ansem head on. Uh, and then she's like, how did you know that I was, that I was Kairi, by the way? And he says, you have the same smell. Yeah, so it's not just darkness smell that, that, that Riku can smell. <sighs> Why? Oh, he's like a cool werewolf or something. I don't know. Oh, it's so weird. I think, I think that is literally the last mention of smell, basically ever. I think. I don't think it ever comes up again. Maybe I'm missing something, but I mean, we'll see. We'll. I'll keep an eye out for sure. I'll, I'll keep a nose out, absolutely. But, uh, oh no, no, they talk about it in the next scene, but that's not. That's irrelevant. That's not what I'm talking. You about. mean I in mean the, the game. other games? Yeah, I mean in the game, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he says, look after Sora, he leaves, uh, he talks to Mickey, uh, Diz is just standing in the corner like a fucking weirdo. (laughs) Riku is like, do you know this guy? And Mickey's like, I don't know, I feel like I might, but he's he's wearing some kind of weird costume, so I, I don't know for sure. Yeah, and it's like, oh, he has the same exact voice as Ansem and also has Ansem eyes and also has the same skin color as Ansem. Um, so there's something going on ah, there. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. It's not particularly subtle, I wouldn't say. Um, I don't think that this... Let me check. I don't think that this is uh, the same voice actor. Is it actually. not? He sounds... Oh, man. He sounds a lot like him. Uh, no. Uh, this is Corey Burton. Oh, okay. I guess they just both have very low voices. Yeah. Uh, Corey Burton is, uh, also Captain Hook. Fun fact. Oh, Okay. This is no pleasure cruise. I wish he talked. I wish he talked like Captain Hook. That'd be better. <laughs> You're going to have to make a choice, Riku. <laughs> uh, uh. Speaking of which, uh, Diz walks over to Riku, and Riku's like, "Who are you?" And Diz says something vague, and he says, "You will have to decide whether or not to trust me." And Riku goes, "Boy, you really like pushing decisions on other people." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. And he immediately he immediately does it again, because Riku's like, so are you going to be on my side? Will you be supporting me? And Diz goes, well, that's up to you. Yeah, I was like, is Diz, are you not allowed to make decisions, Diz? Or, like, what's the deal? <laughs> he's just a dick. <laughs> he's just he's just a cryptic asshole. He's just trying to teach uh, lessons, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he gives Riku and Mickey the iconic black coats. Uh, he tells them that the organization are going to try to hunt them down, but this coat will uh, render their eyes and their noses useless. Okay, but... Okay. I mean, unless these robes are slightly different than the Organization Thirteen people's robes, Riku was smelling them inside the robes the whole time. Hmm, Interesting. Yeah, no, I know, it's like it doesn't make sense, and it was a huge mistake and never should have been a thing in this game. Yeah. Well, Nominate is going to remove the our memories of these of the smell thing, and so we won't have to worry about it <laughs> yeah. anymore. The, the good news is, if I'm not mistaken, it literally never comes up again after this game. Uh, he does also say something about, like, but the same can't be said for the ears, and we just zoom in on Mickey's head. Yeah, what was that about? Just that, like, the... I didn't really get what he was saying about that. 
It, it it doesn't mean anything. It's literally just we wanted to point at Mickey's ears and say, look at those. Okay. Yeah, I mean, look at them. They're good. Contractually obligated zoom in on Mickey's ears. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't make this game unless they did that scene, and that's how they did it. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so he also tells them, and I think I'm sure I've mentioned this by now, that the coats will protect them from darkness, uh, because even the organization don't have power over darkness. And Diz gives him one last card, a card for Castle Oblivion itself, and tells him to use it and go finish his business with Ansem. Yeah, so does he go into his own heart to fight Ansem? What's the deal here? Hmm. I guess if the cards represent memories of of worlds, then I guess in a sense, Castle Oblivion is where he has been fighting his inner Ansem. Maybe. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Sora's final world was Castle Oblivion, so why wouldn't Riku's be, I guess? <laughs> yeah, that's that is true. Uh I like I, I really like this next scene where Riku tells Mickey he's like, I have to do this alone or it won't mean anything. Uh and Mickey, I want you to make me a promise. Uh if Ansem takes over me, I want you to kill and Mickey's just like, You got it, buddy, I'll rescue you. And Riku's like, No no no, I wanted you to kill and Mickey's like, Nope. Uh-uh. Shut shut the fuck up. I'm not going to kill you. <laughs> Stop asking me to kill you. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Which is just a, another another really nice moment of this bizarre friendship between Mickey Mouse and Riku where Mickey Mouse is the the guy who like teaches Riku that he can rely on other people. I I really like it honestly. I think it's a good It's so it's really good. Yeah. And yeah, Mickey's like, I promise I will protect you if anything happens and you need to trust me. And Ricky, Riku, Riku, Ricky, Riku. And Riku is like, all right, I'll trust you. And Mickey's like, and I'll trust you, Riku. Now get in there and kick Ansem's stinky darkness butt. Mm-hmm. And he does. Yep. The cum guardians here. Yeah. Uh, Ansem tries to do a, we are exactly the same kind of deal. And Riku's like, you know, Ansem things have changed i'm not afraid of the dark anymore but i do still hate how smelly it is you smell like shit i'm going to kill you for it <laughs> this is where he's like your powers don't impress me you were at your strongest when sora beat your big boat that's right why should i believe that darkness is the strongest thing in the world if sora beat you yeah i was glad to hear it <laughs> sora is a little boy and he beat you with a stick yeah when yeah. you were a boat. Yeah. Uh but yeah, he he beats Ansem and Ansem's like this isn't the end. I'm I live in your darkness. I will come back someday and he explodes. Uh Riku gets like blasted back into the darkness again, but he just he thinks about Sora and Kairi, the light and the darkness themes and Mickey Mouse shows up again and says, "Hey, I I hope you do, I hope uh you don't feel like I'm intruding." <laughs> He's like, I know you wanted to do this on your own, but I hope it's okay now that the fight is over if I help you out. <laughs> yeah, it was funny that he was so polite about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they go back into the, the castle proper. Uh, and this is this is another fun thing, because it's, it's not just that Mickey is, like, supporting Riku. Mickey's like, you know, Riku, you've given me a new perspective. Like, I used to think that darkness needed to be destroyed, but spending time with you has shown me that that it's not that darkness is bad. It's that darkness can be used for evil. But 
yeah, he's he's like you're you're a really interesting guy, Riku. Do you want to be my friend? Yeah, I I mean, I was like, oh, this is the reminder to me that Mickey used to hang out with Ansem and talk about weird shit. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, it's it's. I mean, I know that's not what's going on, but it was kind of like, is Mickey just wants to see this new experiment that is Riku? <laughs> It's funny you say that because one of my crackpot corners, and we're not going to get to it for a long time, but one of my crackpot corners is that Riku is Ansem. Just just full stop? Yeah. Oh, like with time travel or something? Something like that. I'm I'm not exactly sure. Hopefully I'll hammer it out before we get anywhere near it, because that's, that's a theory that is way down the line. <laughs> hmm. But uh, yeah, they, they shake hands for real this time. And this is where Riku is like, well, you know, if you want to come with me, your majesty, I'd be honored. And Mickey's like, hey, Riku, we're pals now. And Riku's like, all right, Mickey. And then they go and they walk around in their cool matching coats. (laughs) Yeah, well, I was like, thank God. I'm glad I don't have to hear him calling your majesty anymore. Uh yeah, so they're they're back outside the castle on that like dirt path in the field, and Diz appears at a very meaningful metaphorical crossroads, and he says some of the dumbest shit we'll ever hear in these games, which is he's like, You have another choice, Riku, the road to light or the road to darkness. And Riku says, Neither. I'll be taking the middle road. You mean the twilight road to nightfall? No, it's the road to dawn. And I like that ending, but the rest of it is dumb as fuck. Yep. This is when Riku says, I'm the true centrist, and that's why <laughs> Riku is going to be the Democratic nominee in 2024. Yeah, it's funny. This this story gets really bad when you map uh, Democrats and Republicans onto it. Well, yeah, everything does. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we then go to, as the credits roll, there's a little scene of, uh, Riku and Mickey in, like, this purple canyon, which I think this is supposed to be, like, the outskirts of Hollow Bastion? Yeah, it's hard to tell. I'm not sure, but there it is. Uh, Riku, like, kind of falls to his knees a little, and, uh, Mickey, like, offers to help him up, but Riku's like, nah, I got this. And then we get, we get another scene uh, same as Sora's ending, but we get the the second half of it again. It's the the mysterious blonde boy in the town watching those other kids, and then Axel walks up behind him and pats him on the shoulder, and then they go and they eat ice cream on top of a clock tower. Yeah, I thought there were popsicles, but I guess it could be ice cream for sure. Uh, it is canonically sea salt ice cream, and it will be mentioned many a time. Great. I, lo- uh, I love and... I love load bearing ice cream. <laughs> and uh, Axel, he takes a bite of this ice cream and he makes a face like he thinks it's really gross. So we'll we'll see that change. Hmm. Have you ever had sea salt ice cream? I've had ice cream. I've had like caramel and salt. It's pretty good. It's good. Yeah. I honestly like I've I've literally just like put salt on vanilla ice cream. It's pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, a good combo. Uh. So. The last scene... Oh, no, we got two more. Excuse me. We get a little scene of Naminé and Diz looking at Sora's pod. Uh, and then it looks like Riku walks up behind them. I think it's supposed to be Riku. We don't see his face, but he does have long gray hair, long silver hair. And I don't know who else it would be. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Repliku's back. 
<laughs> you got to destroy him way harder. Uh, and the last scene is our our mysterious blonde boy, who we will learn a lot more about him very soon. Uh, he talks to those three other kids, and we get another poem. I didn't bother writing it down this time, partly because the YouTube end cards obscured most of it. <laughs> Uh, it was something about keeping promises, and we see his face for the first time, and he looks like himself. And my note says, yay, more promises. That's the end of Chain of Memories. Yeah, it was, I, it was okay. It was, I, it's very weird. I really like a lot of the stuff that it's doing, but a lot of the stuff that it's doing, it doesn't do as well as I wish it did. Yeah, I think it's... Yeah, I think the devices that it's using aren't very good. Um, yeah. I think that the... I think the memory thing's pretty muddled is, is mm-hmm. one of the problems that I have with it. Um, I did get very distracted by all the, the stink. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, Riku's part I thought was a lot more interesting. And, and yeah, I think, it, I think it is setting up some things that'll be very interesting. And, you know, some of the problems... Not that I need to make excuses for the story or whatever, but I probably have to do with the fact that it was made for the Game Boy, and it's a little yeah, hard, it, little harder to do it, this it, well there. Yeah, a lot of the like weird, kind of dumb, annoying dialogue I think is largely due to the fact that it wasn't written to be read out loud. Uh, it it has it has some trouble with you know just the general like format of the game where it's it's about like having a cutscene going through a world of gameplay, having a cutscene, and having a boss fight. So it it feels very repetitive in its, like, storytelling structure in a way that people who who defend this game more than I do would maybe say that that's, like, important and thematic or something. I don't know. That's I know that's how people talk about days. And, you know, I, I do really like Chain of Memories. And I even, as much as I hate playing it i don't hate playing it honestly like when the card gameplay like kind of clicks it does work most of the time until it's awful (laughs) but like yeah i don't know it's it's a there's a lot a lot of things about it that are kind of frustrating but at its core i do really like the story that it tells yeah and it does feel like a pretty big shift from kingdom hearts one uh um yeah i guess most of in the way that it is like it is fleshing things out in a way that kingdom Hearts one wasn't really doing because i don't think that kingdom Hearts one necessarily knew there was gonna be more games and it is a more right self-contained right. story and this is like this is absolutely not interested in being a self-contained story it's really only about setting things up no which is uh yeah which is so weird in terms of this being officially referred to as a spin-off, a handheld spin-off. It's not. No, it's just a continuation and like a like a a, a 1.5 you might say or something. Yeah, it 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 is a sequel. It's just a sequel that has different gameplay. Yeah. Uh yeah. So I I can't fully say that Kingdom Hearts Rechain of Memories is good. But what I can say is that I think it's a lot better than a lot of people act like it is. I, I will say, I think the, the the Kingdom Hearts fan community generally does agree that they love the story of it. Uh, I think I think among like more casual Kingdom Hearts enjoyers, it kind of gets a lot of shit that I don't think it deserves. But yeah, I 
I think it's uh it's a it's a land of contrasts, you you might say. Yeah, and I think to me it's like I think the story is interesting but compromised by the medium through which it was told. <laughs> and the and the fact that it has to also be like a watered down here's what you missed if you don't have a PS2. Yeah. And like so I think it's so I think it's fair to I think that's the thing. It's like I can see the people who are like, no, it's great, I like it, but it's like you can't ignore that it isn't a good way to consume a story. And that can, and that makes it worse. <laughs> and it sets the franchise down on a path of being, again, really annoying <laughs> to play. Yeah. But you know it's at fun- the end of the day, oh. I, I I would absolutely say I do love Chain of Memories. And I think it was okay. <laughs> you, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about um, your hit show, uh, Dr. Huh, mm-hmm. and how um, a lot of Kingdom Hearts fans experience Kingdom Hearts in the way that you're experiencing Dr. Who right now, which, which is like is this- so nuts to me. I can't imagine. Oh, my God. There is on the like official Kingdom Hearts Square Enix website. There's mm-hmm. like a, a like an FAQ that has it's like a blog post that's like I think it was I think it was written like around the time Kingdom Hearts 3 was coming out and it was like if I haven't played Kingdom Hearts what is the correct order to play them in and the official Square Enix answer is however you like pick one no. that sounds fun to you and have fun no, there's no what? wrong answer No that's that's wrong why would they do that's that That's madness that's... like and And I'm not saying this to be a gatekeeper, because I do know a lot of people have, like... I mean, I know people who are like, I started at Kingdom Hearts 3, I didn't... I had fun, but I didn't really understand it, so I went back to the beginning and played them in order, and now I I love it. Like, that's great. I am absolutely not going to tell anyone that that they are playing it wrong, but... (laughs) While I wouldn't say there's a wrong way to enjoy it, I would say that there's a way that is more conducive to enjoying it. Yeah, and I think I, I think it'd be release order, I assume, would be the way to do it. I wanna I wanna do a little experiment. I don't remember if I said this. I'm I'm gonna have us get a little ways in Kingdom Hearts 2 and then go back for days. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do my my machete order on this. Okay. Alright. Cause yeah, that's I might what... also do something similar when we get to three, but I haven't decided if I want to do that yet. Oh, is that like where Birth by Sleep comes in or whatever? No, Birth by Sleep we're going to put in the normal order. Okay. Uh, three is when the mobile games happen, oh, and God, I yeah. kind of want to. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna review this before I make a decision, but we might maybe slot one of the mobile games in there somewhere. Maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. Is it one Undecided. of them like a huge prequel? That one will probably do before Kingdom Hearts 3 entirely. Okay. All right. But, yeah. That's the plan. Uh, But that's not important right now. What's important right now is that we're going to be back next week with Kingdom Hearts 2. Yay. We're going to meet a blonde boy. Yeah. We're going to eat ice cream. We're going to eat ice cream. We're going to deliver mail. Oh, good. We're going to keep a ball in the air. I can do that. (laughs) <laughs> you haven't played two at all have you no not at all there's there's the beginning of the game decides that a good way to start would be with like 10 different mini games you can do and they're right uh okay i guess i'll have to see it to believe it 
I don't know if you will. I I haven't checked the theater mode yet. They may or may not appear at all, but if they don't, I'll tell you about them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I have been sort of thinking about just not finishing Kingdom Hearts 1 and then starting with Kingdom Hearts 2 uh, again with my actual playing of the games. I can't say that it's a bad choice. I, I'm probably going to... I Before we started the podcast, I played a little bit of Kingdom Hearts 2 and then I decided to put it on hold. I might pick it back up where I left off. Yeah. All right. It's, it's a good-ass game. Uh, if you do, I hope you enjoy it. And if anyone listening does, I hope they enjoy it as well. And uh, I think I think that's it for this week. Yeah, uh, we're on Noise Space. We're on NoiseSpace.xyz, the home of podcasts. Uh, what do we got on there? We got Tuning Fork. We got, oh, there's a new um, Picking Up Something Good, formerly about Radiohead. It is now Steely Dan Sember. <laughs> oh, that's fun. So check check that out. Check out uh, My Pod Cabbages about Avatar The Last Airbender. Have fun. Yeah, do that. <laughs> and listen to listen to Doctor Huh, where my brother and I are watching Doctor Who in a random order and having a much better time than we thought we would. <laughs> I mean, the show is usually pretty okay, and it's sometimes great, and it's sometimes really bad. <laughs> I I have yet to feel that we've watched an episode that I would describe as really bad, but I've heard that there are a few of them. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, funny. You guys, maybe maybe you'll just never hit any of those. <laughs> <laughs> it is statistically possible that we'll never watch a bad episode of Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're on we're on Twitter at Sounds About Light, co-host at Sounds About Light. I'm on co-host at Positive Stress. I'm on co-host at Achilles Heelys. Tell, tell your Kingdom Hearts enjoying friends about us. Yeah. We need we need to become the most popular Kingdom Hearts podcast. I haven't listened to any other... Nope. I have listened to one Kingdom Hearts podcast. I will, you know what? I'll be, I'll be kind, and I will give a shout out to that podcast because it's by uh, the the YouTuber I mentioned, Demo, who is the reason that I've seen all of uh, the mobile games. If you're if you're a Kingdom Hearts podcast enjoyer, just in general, why not check out State of the Heart by Demo Two Seven Nine? You'll have a good time. Yeah, do that before I absorb his power. <laughs> <laughs> oh god to become the tr- become the real podcast that is an illegal threat and i will not have it on this podcast <laughs> except i will because i'm not going to cut it okay uh but until then god damn it we're still so far away keyblade keyblade, keyblade. well pretty good i didn't do it right <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not even close yet bye <laughs> <laughs> he said this card will draw Ansem out. Don't worry. We can defeat him together. Sorry. I've got to face him alone. But why? There's no point in doing this if I can't do it on my own. But I do need a favor. If Ansem is the victor, he's going to enslave me. If that happens, use your powers... To destroy- Of course! I'll be right there to save ya! Huh? No, th- that's not it. I want you to destroy- No way! No matter what happens, I'm gonna be right there to help ya! I promise you that! Unless you don't believe I'll come through for ya! I choose to believe in you. Always, Your Majesty. And I in you!
You're not gonna lose. I know it. Thanks. <laughs> 